First and Goal with Brian Weber and Nick Ferguson is live 1 to 8 p.m. every Sunday throughout the season. The NFL is on. Tune in. Now let's expand the conversation, recap the Vikings' latest victory, Minnesota 5-2. and two. Pleased to be joined by Ben Lieber, former Vikings linebacker, sideline analyst, KFAN, Vikings Radio Network. Ben, we appreciate you taking the time on a game day. Minnesota beating Baltimore 24-16. What stood out to you today? Well, my pleasure, guys, coming out to you guys. Uh, it's always fun to go back on the air when the, when the Vikings win. It's a little easier to talk about, right? No question about it. You've had a lot of success to dissect. What was the winning formula today? Well, you know what? We all, we all knew it was going to be a defensive battle uh, for both teams. Um, Vikings offensively really sort of adjusted uh, towards the end of the first half, uh, found some soft spots in the middle of the defense where they could throw the ball over the middle. The receivers are starting to sit down in some of those zones uh, and, and sort of you know march the ball down the field. You know, usually it ended up in a field goal, but at least they were winning the field position battle and they were getting points on the board. And then defensively, I think they, everybody knew that with, with Flacco having an injured back and not 100% and a decimated wide receiver core, even more uh, hit with Mike Wallace being knocked out with concussion early in the game, that it was just going to be easy picking. Not a whole lot of passes down the field. And so they could, sh- they could sit in the, the, the short zones and just pick off all those small passes horizontally and just come up and make the plays. So um, it, it was a, a nice execution both uh, on offense and defense for the Vikings. Ben, Nick Ferguson here. At the start of the season, you know, Dalvin Cook pretty much razzled and dazzled a lot of Minnesota Vikings fans. Uh, he suffers that season-ending injury. Uh, Jarek McKinnon comes in, and he's excellent over the past two weeks. But how impressive was it to see Latavius Murray for the first time this season after having the suffering that ankle injury come out and actually go over 100 yards? Well, it's huge for this for this offense, and obviously big for him. I mean, the Vikings – fans and nation don't really understand what type of player he is. I mean, they watch highlights and stuff of him in Oakland, but they don't really know what type of player he is. And he didn't look that good in the first couple of games, but in the first few carries that he's had with the Vikings coming off that, that ankle injury. And, and many people wondered, what are they doing signing this guy? You know, is he actually going to be a help at all to this offense? So it was, it was big on a lot of levels, obviously personally for Latavius. And I think the fan base needed to see some validation to picking him up in the off season. So, uh, it, he was much more productive. Um, you could tell that he was he was kind of confusing and putting the, the the Ravens defense on their heels. And you know, anytime you can do that as an offense, that's when you uh, you have the advantage. Spotlighting the first place Vikings with Ben Lieber, former Viking linebacker, sideline analyst, Vikings Radio Network. Ben Case Keenum typically does not blow anyone away statistically, and that was the case again today. Didn't have a touchdown pass through an interception, but he's the winning quarterback. Could you argue he's been the best free agent addition to quarterback any team made in the offseason? Yeah, it's really looking like that. And I think, you know, they, they looked at Sam Bradford's situation, and uh, I'm sure his agents and himself saw, hey, here's a great opportunity that I may actually get in the game and uh, a lot of games and see if I can, you know, get an extension somewhere and, and keep my career going. So uh, it was Good insight by him and his agents, and it's worked out exactly how they've wanted. And I tell you what, everybody's embraced him. He has done a tremendous job of, of taking ownership of the offense. And, um, you know, he's, he's playing solid football. You know, he's playing winning football. And like you said, his stats won't blow you away, but he's, he's getting the guys in and out of the huddle with command and respect. And, and guys are running the right routes. And he's got the right chemistry with the receivers. Um, 
you know, it was a, it was a good Baltimore Ravens uh, defense that he played against, especially pass defense. So he, he knew that he was going to have some tight windows to throw into, and you know, they frustrated Adam Thielen a lot. Uh, I think they targeted um, they targeted him like twelve or thirteen times, and and uh, you know the corners were up in his face. I've never seen Thielen so frustrated. He threw his helmet on the sideline at one point in time. So the strategy was working uh, on the pass defense, but again, Case and the offense found a way to win. Ben, you get a chance to see this offense up close and, and personal, and watch them at practice. Uh, you know, Sam Bradford, uh, older player, paid a lot of money, dealing with some knee injuries right now. Teddy Bridgewater injured last year, uh, just came back to practice. And we're talking about Case Keenum. And you know, when you look at that quarterback situation, from a person who watches them all the time, how do you see this kind of shaping? I know it's a little early, you know, for us to look at the situation, but how do you see long-term this situation kind of shaping out? You just talked about how well the guys have uh, pretty much welcomed in Case Keenum. You know, I get the sense that, that Sam won't come back much this year. I think he'll, he'll give it a go. But at, at this point, you know, he doesn't look healthy to me. I know that he, it sounds like at least the reports are, he got a PRP injection in his knee, which is going to take a little while to sort of kick in and for him to feel the, the positive effects of that. But I, I'm just worried that if it is an arthritic knee and it is bone on bone, there's no escape in the pain. You know, he's going to be playing in pain you know, the rest of his career, however long it's going to be. Um, I don't see him being a, a major player for this season, and, and that probably means for the rest of his career. Um, with Teddy, you know, I don't think that you can just arbitrarily throw him in there just because you feel like you're getting fan pressure and you want to see Teddy get some snaps. I mean, I think the only way that Teddy gets in is if Case falters, has a couple of bad games, and it's going to take a, a couple, maybe a few bad games for him for them to make a change. Um, or an injury. So as long as you know, as long as Case sort of controls his destiny and and stays healthy and and keeps winning games, I don't see how you can make any sort of change to get anybody else in there to take a look to really assess what you're going to do in the off season. Um, let's just say Sam won't be here in the off season, and if Teddy doesn't get in at all and we don't see any game reps, then you know I could see him getting a very very team friendly one year deal. And everybody just battles it out for next year. Ben, let's wrap it up with a big picture. TuneIn is a global brand. We have Viking fans listening around the world who are well aware that this team was 5-0 to start the year last year. You know the rest of that sentence. Why is this year going yeah. to be different for Minnesota? <laughs> well, I don't know if it's going to be different. You know? why, why do you I'd have like confidence they can maintain their momentum? Um, because of last year. You know, they're a little more battle-tested. And, and I think they have more quality depth at the offensive line. And that's really where it came down to last year. You know, once they had started having, you know, big injuries and they, they bring in Jake Long and he's sort of an experiment and he goes out with a ruptured Achilles. I think at that point it was like, all right, we've exhausted the waiver wire. We've exhausted everybody on the streets and we don't have anybody else to, that can play. So guess what guys, We're, we got to play with what we have. And it just wasn't very good. So I think they've, They've brought in uh, better guys, more depth. Uh, Danny Isadora, uh, the rookie from Miami, had to come in today for because of injury, and he played pretty well. So, and and they're really high on him too for just being a rookie. So it seems like, you know, if everybody can come back healthy for next week, and especially after the bye week, and you have quality guys like Isadora and, and Searles, 
um, that are waiting in the wings as, no, as solid number twos, I don't think that you're going to have that big offensive dip, and I don't think the team's going to get as frustrated and sort of throw in the towel so early. Ben, we appreciate the insights. Thanks so much for giving us a few minutes today on the NFL on TuneIn. No problem, guys. Anytime. The NFL is on TuneIn. First and goal with Brian Weber and Nick Ferguson. Hear every score as it happens live every Sunday throughout the season from 1 to 8 p.m. Eastern.